everybody, I'm Greg. And I'm Dave. Welcome to episode 20. All right, good. <laughs> All right, just a couple of headlines here from, well, uh, I don't know. What is this? Okay. Capitol Police misled public about manpower on hand. Now, you guys have certainly been seeing this more and more video coming out about how involved the FBI was, the undercover agents and, co and cops themselves undercover. Uh, DOJ discouraged marshals from arresting illegal protesters at Supreme Court justice homes. You're probably learning about that or hearing about that. Uh, transgender shooter reveals perverse world of leftist ideology. You know, there's that uh, manifesto that they won't let us see. Uh, people urinating in our field, says a border farmer. And nothing that they can do about it. Okay. Now, what is this? Did you want to go into this a little bit more? Yes. The Restrict Act? Yeah, Congress. Go ahead. Okay. So... The Restrict Act is a legislation that has been introduced by Congress to ban the use of TikTok, which very few people will argue with. However, in typical lawmaker fashion, this bill as introduced goes infinitely beyond the single threat of the TikTok app. This bill proposes that any American citizen that is caught or identified to be using any software, um, social media platform, or technology of any subsidiary of TikTok whether known or unknown, will be guilty, imprisoned, and fined. And I think they, they, they start imprisonment at, what, 20 years? Um, and I think the fines can go up to as much as a million dollars if you, you are caught or found guilty of, of, um, of using unsanctioned technology or, or um, software. Now... What they also grant, they grant the government unilateral and sweeping powers to, if, if suspected of violating the Restrict Act, um, they will come and they will take your devices, all of your devices. Um, they will, uh, they can subpoena uh, your business um seize videotapes computers cell phones oh and they also make it illegal to use vpns <laughs> so you can't use a vpn on your on your cell phone you can't use a vpn on your on your personal computer all right and they will be the arbitrators of what you're allowed to use what platforms what what social media sites what websites i mean everything would be under absolute government control. 1984. It is bone chilling what these people are proposing. So basically like a bill where it, the bill says uh, Inflation Reduction Act, but it really has nothing to do with reducing inflation. Or it says uh, Bridges and Roads Act, and 
it doesn't have anything or you could think of it as it inserts all these other things into it so ban tiktok okay yeah we'll do that and then some so yeah do not the restrict that is not something that we want to support um uh, i don't know about making or allowing the government to ban any platform other than educating the people and letting them leave it but it's been around for how many years now What's TikTok? TikTok. Well, a few years i mean it's got a massive database of everyone that's used it so you're already in a chinese <laughs> server somewhere <laughs> but yeah the restrict act is way more than banning TikTok. it's restricting well you see what they're doing now with the abuse of power of law enforcement and against someone whose politics are different than their own this is compounds that I don't know how where these ideas come from. The, these so <laughs> these people are control freaks. You know the people that you see on your TV that you know running up and down in the streets and so forth. They are just like hired antifas? help. Yeah, and, and hired help. BLM and useful idiots. Yeah. And and, and and I'm talking about people that, you know, wear the thousand dollar suits and on your TVs. They are also useful idiots. And they are doing the bidding of a very, very minute group of people. Uh, what's his name? Schwab. Schwab. Klaus Schwab. That has a very warped and I would dare say satanic idea of what life on should be like these people aim to control and regulate every single aspect of your life what you eat what you don't eat where you go where you don't go when you can go it's crazy and And it's all going to come to you under the guise of this is best for the children or it's it's, it's (laughs) safe for for you or this is for everybody's protection the restrict act restrict indeed yeah all right, let's see. Uh, U.S. agency advances new rule targeting portable gas power generators. So you, we've heard about the uh, stoves. You know about the light bulbs. Um, now there's the gas generators. Uh, this is Epic Times by Jack Phillips, April 6. The Consumer Product Safety Commission, CPSC, voted unanimously. So this tells you what this, who's on this board or what this board's mindset is. On April 5th, to advance a proposal that would enable portable generators to emit less carbon monoxide and shut down the devices automatically if the odorless, potentially toxic gas reaches a certain level. So what, what are we doing here? Oh, it's, it's for your own good. It's for your own safety. I was watching Born Legacy yeah. with Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. uh, just this weekend. And that Edward Norton, right? He is the guy, top of the food chain. But his character in the movie is very nondescript. He doesn't have an office, but people shake when when they deal with him. Mm -hmm. And this guy is just running from one government building to the other, calling all the shots, bossing all these people around. And I'm like, who is he, right? In the scope of the movie... But I had a thought that 
you, and you hear this phrase all the time, unelected bureaucrats. Oh, yeah. That stuff is real, man. Mm-hmm. Just look at this. Mm-hmm. People that no one know exist. Yeah. Got together, voted, and then they tried to make that a, a unilateral. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you didn't vote on the light bulb ban. You didn't get to vote on that. You didn't vote on the stove ban. Yeah. Did you get a say in that? No. People, like he said, are unelected who, who are governing our lives. That is mind-blowing to me. I mean, they just come together and say, yeah, let's do away with this. Let's do this. And then everyone has to dance to that tune. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by advancing this rulemaking process, we are taking action aimed squarely at preventing harm and saving lives. Always trying to save some lives. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a quote from uh, Commissioner Mary T. Boyle. Uh, uh, she's uh, on the CPSC board there. And it's funny, unanimously. So there's not one conservative on there. All right, so it's like three pages, well, two and a half pages. But I'll just pull out one more highlight from it. Manufacturers had not done enough to prevent carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. That's just, like you said, just people you didn't elect who come along and say, no, I don't think you should be using that anymore, or you should be handling that anymore. Yeah, no no say, no dialogue. mm -mm. Nothing. Just done. Uh, this one is new medical codes for COVID-19 vaccination status used to track people. The CDC confirms. This is from Megabit Times by Zachary Stieber, April 6th. So we talked about this before, but now it's been verified. Medical codes introduced during the COVID-19 pandemic to show when people are unvaccinated or undervaccinated are being used to track people. The top U.S. public health agency has confirmed. The CDC made the confirmation in emails that the Epic Times obtained through a Freedom of Information Act, FOIA, or request, excuse me. And the goal was to track people who are not immunized or only partially immunized. The codes were created to enable healthcare providers to track within their practices. Within their practices, yep, so. There's a lot in this, but let's see. I'll just pull out a few. Why a person was unvaccinated, you know, it's not their business, right? Uh, Using these codes also disregards the contribution of natural immunity, which research evidence shows is more robust than vaccine immunity. Man, like, it's just the theme is with liberals, control, control, control. Quote, the American people deserve to know what the CDC is doing with their personal data. It has now been more than a month and a half, and the CDC still refuses to tell us why it is tracking Americans. <laughs> anyway, that's that. So that coming a mile away. Um, this is uh, Epic Health, I think. By Melissa Rudy, March 29th. COVID vaccines are not needed for healthy kids and teens, says no. who? Who? <laughs> World Health Organizations. Yeah, like we, we, you know, like he said, we've been, duh. Here we go again with those acronyms. WHO's Strategic Advisory Group of Experts on Immunization, otherwise known as SAGE. 
That's clever. They met last week to create a revised roadmap roadmap for COVID vaccinations. Healthy kids between six months and 17 years old are now deemed low priority. It's still garbage. And why we pay any regard to who's on this, you know. See, this irks me, right? After all this damage that they've caused with Mm -hmm. this thing. Right, they come out and they make this and just expect us to hold hands and sing kumbaya mm-hmm. and, and act like nothing happened. I have a problem with that. Yeah. I, I really do. That really bothers me. That goes on to say they recommend infants under six months should receive the vaccine. That's just sick. Um, they also recommend pregnant women should be vaccinated. We've already heard about the sterility happening from using the vaccine. Uh, how many COVID shots is enough, says Dr. Siegel. The difficulty with universities mandating it is that the vaccine you had two or more years ago may have almost completely worn off by now. And that's a quote. Yeah, so it's just like, man, the theme is control. Another way to control you. Another excuse to track you, because we have to find out who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been vaccinated. Because, well, well, how much tracking is enough? This is like your phone doesn't work if your location is. Do you ever try using turning off location and using your phone? And not using it. Yeah, like turn your location off in your oh, settings yeah. and try. Is a it good? Nothing works. If <laughs> phone is just good to, as a paperweight, but. You have your cell phones, which everyone keeps on their person almost all the time. You have um, your cars that have GPS, which also have your cell phone in it. <laughs> all right. Um, I, I I'm not sure how much tracking. What how, how much tracking is the goal? They they have uh, your smartwatch. For those of you that have them, uh, they can monitor your sleeping for you, uh, your mm-hmm. blood levels. And so I, I, I have one of those, right? Um, and I've went in there and I've turned off quite a bit of the, the features. And I was looking at this sleep thing and it was presented itself as, you know, helpful of information. Course. You know, monitor your heart rate, monitor your oxygen, because there are sensors in here that Mm -hmm. does that, right? So all of these things that you would normally have to go to a doctor's office, you know, you can slap it on your wrist. The question that I had was, where is all this information going? Because it's not staying on my watch. Mm. (laughs) Going to the Apple server. Or the Google server, depending on which phone you have. How much is enough? <coughs> yep. I should have done this, pulled this with the one that you just did. Yeah, restrict that. The restrict act. Um, I won't go into it, but it's the same thing that he just talked about. Uh, so you can look that up uh, at the show notes because it's there. Uh, Christian school shooter Audrey Hale's text messages before massacre revealed. March 28th, Epic Times with Jack Phillips. 
a former basketball teammate of National Christian School shooter Audrey Hale has come forward and said she texted her before carrying out a mass shooting. You may have already heard this. Uh, she said that she received messages from Hale whose Instagram profile used the name Aiden. A-I-D-E-N. Uh, quote, so basically that I post, so basically that post I made on here about you that was basically a suicide note. I'm planning to die today. Close quote. Quote, this is not a joke, all caps. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. This is my last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life. Close quote. Haley wrote, signing the message as Audrey Aiden. So based on the messages and the screenshots of which were posted online, it was not clear that Haley was planning on committing a mass shooting. Audrey, you have so much more to live for. I pray God keeps and covers you, says, says her teammate. Uh, and then uh, her response, I know, but I don't want to live. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I just need to die. I want to tell you first because you are the most beautiful person I've ever seen and know all my life. My family doesn't know what I'm doing. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind that something bad is about to happen. So she's left more evidence behind like a manifesto that has been confiscated by the FBI because we don't want to let that out. They're trying to doctor it so that they don't yeah. offend so here's what her, her friend did after finding this out. She contacted the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Um, uh, she called, because, you know, obviously you can't take this stuff lightly anymore, like in the old days when we grew up, when we were growing up. Uh, she called the Nashville-Davidson County Sheriff's Office to alert them about Haley's situation before she was told to call the non-emergency number. Uh, she had an emotional disorder. Her parents were unaware that she possessed seven firearms that were legally purchased. So this banning business is a farce. So that just gives you a little more de detail into that incident. Um, and I think one of the things that, that, that we as a society have normalized is gender, is making gender dysphoria normal like the way to treat it is to become it to either castrate mutilate well i think they're trying to uh i think people like audrey have been sold a bill of goods and they regret is more than yeah. they can live with mm -hmm. which is why the suicide rate in that mm -hmm. community is so high is higher than any other demographic group in the u.s um, population i think an, a staggering 48 percent is the suicide rate now consider how small that group is to have such a high suicide rate uh, it is unfortunate. I don't think... I think there's a marketing campaign that seeks to 
present the belief that everyone is okay with this. Mm-hmm. And I'll challenge you to just casually about your day. You know, people, of course, that you're comfortable speaking with or um, are people that can be approached and willing to discuss. Let's see where they stand on that. And I bet that most of the people that you would approach would be like, yeah, no. So these things are not the reality. I, I think the news media and social media create this facade and because you see it everywhere you see it in your your timelines for those of you that are on social media you see it popping up all over the place it gives the impression that well yeah this is what everyone thinks um they attach on youtube millions of views um to certain things to give the impression that millions of people feel this way Mm -hmm. and it's just not true it's just not true. I think the campaign is smoke and mirrors. I, mm-hmm. I think it's one big lie because the people that I interact with on a day-to-day basis fall, well, I think everybody falls right or left <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the craziness that these people are pushing. But they don't feel that way. They don't agree with this. So it, it's not as common as they would like you to believe. Yeah. And on that, I'd just like to add on, those of you that are conservative-minded, that are um, fundamentalists in your Christian belief, y- you are not alone. There are more of you than you realize. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the screens that you know are in your face all day, um, they'll have you thinking that you are the fringe Yeah member of the society Mm -hmm. that no one thinks the way you do and that simply is not true it's not true at all Mm -mm. and imagine uh well of course if you speak out about it uh boy you're attacked severe but here's the thing to think about what if it was uh christianity that was doing this what what if we were teaching kids at schools uh not notifying the parents about leading children to jesus can you imagine the outcry it would be, you know? And we were pushing this thing about everybody come to know Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Even though that would be a good thing, uh, man, it's still, they'd be freaking out about that. Trans Day of Vengeance. This has already happened, March 29th from Breitbart. Alana Mastrangelo. <laughs> Acronyms are the Trans Radical Activist Network, or TRAN, will host an event March 31st to April 2nd in Washington, D.C., where they will complain about how they are allegedly facing astronomical amounts of hate from the world. The only hate is coming from them. I mean, good grief. After being, <coughs> Go ahead. After being asked by reporters if there was... Quote, any reason to believe that how she identifies has any motive for targeting the school? Close quote. National Police Chief John Drake replied, quote, there is some theory to that indicating that transgender propaganda played a role in Haley's motive. So as we've already learned, you know, that is a big deal. Despite the transgender mass shooter ending the lives of six people on Monday, the Trans Day of Vengeance rally is 
is full steam ahead. They and they've assumed the position of a victim in in all of this. Yeah, this. and here's something that's so ballsy. Despite the transgender mass shooting, the trans resistance network responded by releasing a statement in which a group remarked, "Hate has consequences." All right. So they're <laughs> blaming us and our hate on them for this shooter. Moreover, a 2022 study found that youth who identify as transgender are at the highest risk of violent radicalization. Meanwhile, pro-transgender activists and demonstrators have become aggressive or violent at a number of protests in recent years despite the radical left's professed appetite for tolerance. So true. Yeah. And we and we we discussed this before. When you tell a group of people that they are on the verge of extinction, that there's a genocide, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is how they react. The social engineers are having a field day with this. An absolute field day. Uh, you know Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite person. Well, <laughs> he's not my favorite either. His voice annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a smart guy. He's, he is. He, uh, very well read. Very well learned. Uh, this is from the Daily Signal. Transgender shooter reveals perverse world of leftist ideology. So we've been talking about that. But here's how the uh, template looks right now. White shooter, black victims, systemic racism. Black shooter, white victims, alienation caused by systemic racism. Muslim shooter, gay victims, Christian homophobia. So there's your template, right? I mean, that's true. Uh, the shooter left the manifesto, which police said reeked of resentment. Uh, America is systemically cruel to trans people who apparently cannot be blamed for losing control and targeting small children at Christian schools. A hate, con- a hate crime by a trans-identifying person against a religious group is immediately transmuted into a generalized societal crime against the mass shooter herself. Oh, well, it goes on. You can look at that. But it kind of talks about what we already know. What about rice? Anbarasan <laughs> uh, BBC News can't afford rice it's a quote that lands a journalist in jail so just so you think that America is going wacko it is a global thing going on where I don't know how to put this but there is there are really people out there that live in the shadows and have lots of money and conduct like a Klaus Schwab kind of thing you know um, Sam Sam Susam Sam Susamon Shams of Protho Allo Daily appeared in court and was denied bail a day after he was arrested. His story, which ran on March 26th, the country's Independence Day, is alleged to have smeared the government. This sounds familiar. 
His employers had no idea of his whereabouts for nearly 30 hours as police and other security agents said they had no information on him. The report for which Mr. Shams was detained featured ordinary Bangladeshis talking about the lives of Independence Day. One quote is, what is the use of this freedom if we can't afford rice? The comment was seen to reflect growing worries about escalating food prices which have soared around the world since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, anyway, you can look into that, but it's a, it's a citizen speaking out and gets crushed by... It's kind of like a pro-lifer thing, you know, where the, the heavy SWAT team comes and overly prepared to I mean with the with the strict purpose of intimidation yeah. to, to get you to shut to get you to shut up but also to get other people afraid to speak out All right, uh, got an article in here about the Trump indictment and Soros and his connection did I, did I ever tell you what my uh, my thought was on Soros? Like, to me, he's like the John the Baptist for the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm, a, I'm surprised. I mean, because he's so evil. Yeah, I, I, I and he's got a lot. To, he's got like a hundred tons of gold. Like, there. how is he alive? Like, well, yeah, he, he's not looking too good. He looks dead, man. <laughs> Looks like Emperor Palpatine. Oh my goodness! I think you sent this to me. I don't know. Post millennial Robert Robert Roberto Wacarel Cruz. Oh, that yeah about this guy that posted the meme with Hillary. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, where was that? And that was uh, India with the rice. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think that these things are far removed no, from us here. No. They're not. Mm -mm. This is in Montreal. Douglas Mackley, Mackey, also known as Ricky Vaughn on Twitter, has been found guilty of charges of election interference. Anyway, let me just hit some highlights here. For a meme. He posted a meme. The charges <laughs> stem from a meme Mackey posted on Twitter in 2016. Jokingly... Encouraging supporters of Hillary Clinton to vote by text, the Department of Injustice alleged that this constituted election interference, despite being unable to provide evidence that anyone was deceived by the meme. Mackey argued that he was simply trying to create a viral meme and that other Clinton supporters had posted similar memes encouraging Trump supporters to vote by text without consequence. The exact they actually even had um, e-blast email messages that uh, were giving people the wrong day to go and vote in Republican um, cities and states. I mean, it's it's all gamesmanship. But I, I, oh my goodness, <laughs> this wasn't about changing votes. This was about vaporizing votes, making them disappear," said Assistant U.S. Attorney. Turner Burford. Incredible. These people, they, they, so they move. So like they said, this is uh, Clinton people were doing the same thing and they get a pass. 
just like Hillary Clinton did the same thing that Trump is currently being accused of, but she gets a pass. Uh, and, and then they act like they're for justice. Anyway, there's more into this article. There's but it, it, it really does highlight the disparity uh, of justice of injustice in, yeah. in this country. Yeah. Uh, Mackey's only yeah. 33 years old. Yeah. Gone are the days where, you know, we could look up other countries from America and, you know, hold our head high when yeah, yeah. we look at how they govern mm -hmm. and the no, corruption. And, and we, we, we can't do that anymore. We You need to be democratic like us. No, we're just um, communists like China or Russia, really. It's, that's where we are now. Um, CCP officials rely on organs from prisoners of conscience to extend their lives. Uh, Representative Chris Smith from Republican New Jersey said that the CCP forcibly harvests organs from prisoners of conscience, including Falun Gong practitioners while still alive, because of their excellent health, and transplants them into elderly CCP officials to extend their lives. Uh, so this goes on in a press release. Uh, blah, blah. Basically what it's saying is that these 60-year-old and 68-year-old CCP leaders will get a 20-year-old's heart. Um, and they, they quote sources here, and it talks about the, the, av the current average lifespan of a CCP official is 88 years old, and that they're looking to extend that to 150 years. They want to live forever. Wow, here's listen to this acronym. World Organization to Investigate the Persecution of Falun Gong, W-O-I-P-F-G. Uh, yeah, 68-year-old receives a 28-year-old heart. All done from organ harvested, harvesting. And I, I would go out on a limb and say that China is not the only place yeah. where that is happening. Yeah. I mean, look here, have some people walking around here wonder how, how they're still kicking. You know, but, but I, I mean, take a moment to, if you go out to bars, if you are hanging out with people you don't know, if somebody's getting you a drink that you don't know that person, man, you're putting yourself in danger because you get a little sleep sleep and you wake up in the bathtub of ice <laughs> with a note that says call 911 <laughs> because you're missing an organ. I mean, that stuff actually happens. Crazy. Yeah, this is just some more details about the, the inside the Nashville shooting that you haven't maybe heard on the news. Oh, you got me this one, didn't you? I did. It blew me away because I, I, you always heard the stories, you know, the word on the street type thing. And then I saw that. <laughs> Coca-Cola produces as much as $2 billion of pure cocaine every year every in a secretive year. New Jersey factory. All thanks to its iconic recipe and a very special arrangement with the DEA. This is by Niren Gray Desai for Daily DailyMail.com. And this is uh, April 1st. 
A small chemical processing plant hidden in a quiet neighborhood of New Jersey has an exclusive license to, impo to import coca leaves into the U.S. on behalf of the Coca-Cola Company and manufactures as much as $2 billion of pure coke every year. The leaves are used to produce a decoconized ingredient for the iconic soda, and the cocaine byproduct is sold to the nation's largest opiate manufacturer, which markets the powder as a numbing agent and topical anesthetic for dentists. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, is... <laughs> Do you really believe that's what's going on? Oh my goodness. The unassuming facility in Maywood has been processing coca leaves for Coca-Cola for over 100 years and is now run by a chemical manufacturer called Steppen Company. $2 billion for the dentists. Topical yeah. ointment, right? Damn. <laughs> uh, so it, it, yeah, talked about the operation under the special license. The DEA did not respond to a request from DailyMail.com for details as to how much coke the company imports, but in the 80s, it was reported that more than 500 metric tons of leaves could enter the plant in a single year. 500 tons, see how this breaks down, 500 tons of leaves might produce something in the region of 2 million grams of cocaine, which according to pharmaceutical company listings online, could be worth around $2 billion. And every rule has an exception. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. A uh, coke company now worth around $265 billion has imported the controlled substance freely for the last century. Wow. And this is in that time as governments have strived to crack down on the notorious yeah. coke plant. War on drugs. The, the, mirac the company miraculously avoided restriction. Article 27 of the United of the United Nations 1961 Single Convention on Narcotics Drugs, which imposed strict controls on the cultivation of the cocoa bush, made suspiciously precise exceptions. The parties may permit the use of coca leaves for the pr preparation of a flavoring agent which shall not contain any alkaloids, and to the extent necessary for such use may per permit the production, import, export, trade, and possession in such leaves. So they got like a, I don't know, they got a golden ticket. Yeah, the the absolute exemption. Keep trusting your government. Yeah, keep voting <laughs> Democrat. Maywood residents told DailyMail.com the, the chemical facility puts out plumes of smoke early in the morning and sometimes late at night. One, one guy said you can smell it like a burning and it's very strong. There's a police car stationed outside the plant. The trucks are in and out throughout the day. So, I mean, this is that scene in the movie where the cops are getting ready to make a bus and there's this in and out of 500... Uh, anyway. Um, but uh, for 100 years, that's not years. just that's not just Democrats. That's everybody. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. The trusted um, government keep trusting them <laughs> it says here that uh they also have permission to manufacture other controlled substances what could that be uh let's see headquartered in illinois but operates 20 sites around the world and they are in south and north america africa europe middle east and asia the way the maywood location 
is used for the production of esters, lubricants, food ingredients, and specialty products. Makes a variety of chemicals and houses more than 30 types of hazardous materials. Little is known about those materials. Vegetable extract is likely a reference to the cocoa leaf syrup, sometimes mysteriously referred to as formula number five. Let's see, this uh, dates back to the invention of the drink by Dr. John Stiff Pemberton in the 1880s. He was a biochemist and pharmacist for Georgia. Uh, let's see, he came out leaf extract, which was known at the time to contain increasingly popular cocaine, which West Africa cola nuts containing a caffeine. The syrup could be diluted with soda and was marketed as a medicine for combating pain and fatigue. Well, I bet it worked really good, didn't it? Pemberton's drink quickly grew, quickly grew in popularity. I'm sure it did. In, 1980, in 1888, his bonehead son sold the recipe, the recipe patent to Georgia businessman Asa Riggs. Candle. Now, where have you heard candle before? Uh, for around $2,300, and that would be $75,000 today. Candler founded the Coke Company um, and relabeled it delicious, refreshing, exhilarating, invigorating. And as you know, he became he went on to become the mayor of Atlanta. Although the Coke Company stopped including Coke in the drink at the turn of the century, 19th century, it continued using cocoa leaves for flavor. Then, this is interesting. In 1903, guess of, of all people, working with a German chemist, Dr. Louis Schaefer, he founded the Maywood Chemical Works. In 1921, the Harrison Act banned the import of coca leaves, but included within the legislation a curious exemption for the Maywood chemical plant. In 1959, Maywood was purchased by Steppen Chemicals. So there's a brief history on coke. Coca-Cola's success as the mega company is today is due at least in part to special privileges granted by government during World War II and the suppression of potential competitors in the early years of Harry Anslinger's anti-drug policies, reads a 2016 article published by the Mises Institute. Anslinger was the commissioner of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics what is now essentially the Drug Enforcement Agency, and was the heart of the relationship between the Coke Company and the government. <laughs> Quote, he is kind of infamous in drug policy and law. He was really against marijuana, said Cortez. Cortez visited the U.S. National Archives in Maryland and viewed letters exchanged between representatives of the Maywood Chemical Works and Anslinger, in which the two conspired to deflect a journalist into their affairs. Quote, we do not desire the publicity which such an article might bring, wrote Maywood's Chemicals President M.J. Hartung to Anslinger on hearing that a Life magazine journalist wanted to cover their arrangement. Anslinger responded to, Hart 
Tongue's letter with a note to Ralph Hayes, the vice president of the Coca-Cola Company at the time, saying, I agree with you that these articles serve no purpose except to do harm. Dailymail.com wrote to the Coca-Cola Company and Stepacone for comment, uh, but they have yet to respond. Corruption and lawlessness. Man, all that money and all that coke, and there's probably more that's not being... Of course, nobody knows how much it is, so you don't have to... And it's probably going out and extra, extra money. Uh... You guys have heard this, China-Russia leading to push and replace the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. Mm-hmm. That's serious. No, we're not helping. No. Nope. <laughs> we are not. Uh, so, let's see. Jim O'Neill, a former chief economist at Goldman Sachs, suggested that BRICS, which stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, should expand its presence and enhance the alliance, alliance's work. So those countries are in agreement to replacing the U.S. dollar. And you can read more about that. I just this that's a long article, but I don't even want to talk about. It, it even gets into central banking, central bank digital currencies, or CBD, CBDCs, and you probably heard about that. Um, digital assets. But anyway, this uh, it's true. Basically, the title, uh, they're leading the push to get rid of or to replace the U.S. dollar as the world's economic reserve. Uh, IS, IRS moves to crack down on tax shelters for small business from the Epic Times by Tom Ozimek, April 10th. The agency's proposal rulemaking would classify certain types of insurance arrangements that let small businesses benefit from tax breaks as either listed transactions or transactions of interest, making it easier for the IRS to disallow certain claimed tax benefits. Listed transactions are abusive tax transactions, and transactions of interest are ones that have the potential for tax avoidance or evasion. Both must be reported. All this nonsense happens under liberal Democrat leadership. Uh, yeah, demo, the, the Democrats usually go big on taxes. Big government, big taxes. Well, this is a fundamental principle. And hopefully, the American people have a sensitivity to this reality. The more money government spends, the more taxes you have to pay. That's how it works. Government doesn't have money. They generate money from taxing their citizens. So when you hear the government giving away $100 billion, $10 million today, $100 million more tomorrow, we are paying for this. Mm-hmm. Obama phone. That is why. Look at how much money they have given to Ukraine. Making you pay for student over debt. the past year. Yeah, mm-hmm. to name a few. Yeah. Where where you think that money is coming from? Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to have to come up with ways to increase taxes and 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 close off the loophole 
um, that benefited um, small businesses for decades. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and what's interesting to note is that it's not about the money, it's about control. Because under conservative leadership, the when you free, free capitalism up, the government makes huge amounts of taxes back because the people are prosperous. So they make more money. So that should make them happy, right? But that's not what makes them happy. Controlling your life is what makes them happy. Alright, one more. It says, uh, this is I guess our PSA. Avoid using free public charging stations for phones. FBI warning. Epic Times by Naveen Athropoli. April 10th, the FBI is warning people to not use public phone charging stations as hackers have been taking advantage of the situation to infect connected devices with malware. Quote, avoid using free charging stations in airports, hotels, or shopping centers. Close quote. FBI Denver said in an April 6th Twitter post, quote, bad actors have figured out ways to use public USB ports to introduce malware and monitoring software onto devices. Carry your own charger and USB cord and use an electric outlet instead. Close what do quote. you think would be the driving, the, the, the motivation behind something like this? Money? No. Well, I mean, yeah, ultimately. But identity theft. Oh, yeah. So if you don't know what malware is, it's software designed to gain unauthorized access to devices such as mobile phones, laptops. Once hackers gain access, they can manipulate the device's tools and apps for their own personal gain. Or to distribute the original user's life. Or, <laughs> or to disrupt the original <laughs> user's life. Criminals can track keystrokes, get a hold of personal information, and commit identity fraud, as well as use financial information to steal funds, among others. So these are called dirty USBs. <laughs> and this practice is called juice jacking. Juice jacking, okay. In some cases, criminals have left cables plugged in at the stations. This is interesting. When I go to my gym, there are cables plugged in. Really? And I never thought about, you know, hmm. I never thought about it. Huh. Fraudsters may even give you infected cables as a promotional gift. Wow. Um, these crawling programs, as they can be called, which is the malware, can do this within seconds. So if you're thinking, oh, I'll just plug it in for I'll a minute. Pull it out quick. Pull it out quick. <laughs> nope, nope. It's over. It clones the entire device. Hackers can use, here's another one. Hackers can use one device to gain access to other connected so my phone's been hacked, but at least my iPad's safe. Yeah, no. not so much. It's all connected. And that brings us full circle to AI. It's <laughs> all connected. Yes. Um, here's a way to tell if your phone has been juice-jacked. Consumer, let's see, it consumes more battery life than usual, operates at a slower speed, takes much longer to load, and crashes frequently. For more details on that article, you can check out the show notes. Yeah, I, I, I think it's important to mention 
especially some of the things that we, we talked about today you have to be aware of what is going on around you you you, you have to be there are nefarious individuals out there that have the single purpose of harming or taking advantage of someone stealing robbing i mean you name it and none of us i don't care you can live in the nicest neighborhoods you you can live behind the biggest gates you you're not far removed from these dangers and it would behoove you uh, as an individual to to realize these dangers exist um whether you are aware of them or not and the only way that you can be aware of them is to be informed and we, we just touch on a few things but the dangers are everywhere the threats are everywhere and they all seek to disrupt your life and 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 destroy your life um where possible and don't make yourself an easy target protect yourself be informed read <laughs> read <laughs> read <laughs> and inform yourself uh, and and be aware of, of you, you need to know what you're walking out into every day when you leave your house to go to work school or wherever you need to know what you're 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 up against um and and take you know just extra care to guard yourself and, and protect yourself and reduce the odds of you becoming a victim to one of these things and if you can't take the time to read then do the download the audiobook thing yeah which is real simple i was listening to uh i finally got the whole bible on here on my phone and in maybe an hour hour and a half i was on chapter 30 of genesis after starting it nice so i mean you can just blitz through stuff yeah. While I was working and I was just listening, um, but yeah, listen to audiobooks if you don't have time to read, because that really helps to stay informed, because it's important. Uh, so that's all we got for now, and remember, you guys, in addition to being informed, you definitely want, we recommend, we highly recommend a relationship with God uh, to help keep the sanity under control, because it's easy to fall into fear. And just totally freak out or give up or maybe get angry and freak out and do something stupid. But take heart. He has overcome the world and we will too. And if your treasure is in him, then you don't have anything to fear. Yeah. They can't take that from you. Mm -mm. No, sir. All right, guys. Till next time, stay safe. Peace.